What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds are number one team in the East. Let's go! I think that's a great question. Now we got to get into the nitty-gritty. Yes! Yes! <laughs> wait, can you wait, wait. explain to people what that was because that was weird <laughs> they just heard a gunshot or something yeah <laughs> sorry somebody oh man there's a lot of fumes from this thing i now have streamers hanging from the lamp in my room uh sorry so before we started we were like we all need victory beverages and of course i don't have a carbonated can of anything in my house the closest thing i could find was a party popper that my parents left here from the year 2000 so i really <laughs> was hoping that it would work Clearly All right. Well, did. here here's the proper yeah. victory. There beverage. it is. There we go. Never felt so good. Got like uh, I can't even I can't really describe like thoughts and emotions and everything that happened on Sunday. Um, I, like we said, we've been at this for years. There are fans that have been with this team since the beginning. That uh, you know probably always hoped something like this would happen and. Really I loved sure. seeing your tweet about the every time we bring on Mark Forrest, it feels like it's a Hail Mary. Because <laughs> uh, I think I, I read it after the game. I was like, ha. Ah. <laughs> the Steel Army, I think, retweeted and said, like, frame this tweet. Yeah, they said yeah, frame this tweet. But honestly, I mean, that's that that was the feeling in all of these games. You get down to, like, the last five minutes, and it's like, well, let's throw on Mark Forrest and see what happens. Well, I mean, now I think legitimately he enters the conversation of cult hero. I mean, like, he like he kind of has to be, right? I mean, yeah. like, we're always going to remember Mark Forrest was the one that, the, you know. Got the crazy first. header. Yeah, yeah, got the crazy header the last dying minutes of the game and got us through the number one spot uh, in the East. And that is spectacular. The Steel Army and a whole bunch of other people were, were at – Highmark Stadium for a watch party during the game, and uh, we were all in the pub, and it was crazy. It was mayhem when this the goal happened, and afterwards we all rushed out to the parking lot and popped champagne and passed around the champagne, and uh, we uh, end up. This will get posted after they're they're back. So uh, we uh, actually all like signed a piece of paper and like congratulated the team and uh, had that put in the locker room and put a put a scarf up on uh, the locker of Forest. So That's he would awesome. get a Steel Army scarf. And it was just like a big party. And it was really emotional. And everyone was just going crazy. And it was just a, a blast. It was probably going to be one of my best memories with the Steel Army. It was just that moment. And hopefully, you know, uh, the the winning, the, the, the whole thing will be the best memory ever. But uh, we'll see. I was, was going to say, be honest. Were there tears shed? I'm just oh, yeah, definitely. With, yeah, with said, like lots uh, of drinks and, yeah. Uh, there was... Uh, Cheers and tears and <laughs> I forget what I was else. Just saying, I you don't have to name names or anything. But no, I can no, just no, imagine no. that. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it, it was, it was crazy. And honestly, I you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not the type to be sort of self congratulatory, especially with like predictions. But I remember last week we talked about how do how do we see this playing out, and I thought the the most Riverhounds way for this to play out would be if Nashville win. We need three points, 
and it basically comes down to the 90th minute before we get our goal. Like, just make the fans sort of squirm and and get nervous. And I think the hounds of old would have gotten the draw, and we would have settled for second. But this is the hounds of new who get the goal in the dying minutes, and we get all three, and that's the storybook ending. So Yeah, you called Mark Forrest too, didn't you? I totally did. <laughs> totally called Mark Forrest. Everyone, yeah. We we knew we knew, <laughs> yeah. I, let's let's so let's just jump right into the the takeaways here, guys, because there's a lot of discussion, and I, I want to have the discussion about whether or not we're concerned how this team how, how the team played in this one, and whether or not we're rolling into the playoffs in the best of form. But the Hounds got they outshot the Legion twenty four to three. 12 to 2 on target. That's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So it's not like we weren't trying. It wasn't like we weren't generating chances. It was just that the Legion's backup keeper was standing on his head to really keep this thing level. It felt like the whole time that was going to happen. It just it was just so frustrating. It was you you felt like the team was attacking 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 and you knew it was going to happen. But then, you know, the the closer to the end of that game it got, you're just like is this seriously going to in zero zero seriously like the team was throwing everything at the wall and it was it was looking good it wasn't like the team looked bad at all like i thought this team like they could have beat anyone i feel like in the league the way they were playing but they just could not get a freaking goal to save their life and then when it finally went in it was just (laughs) a big weight just kind of lifted yeah it made it all the more frustrating when you know it sort of came out that birmingham look like they were resting a bunch of their starters and the few attacking starters they had in they took out in the 60th minute so it felt like like the door was just open like they they were trying to hold us but they really weren't upset about conceding because at this point heading into the game Birmingham had already locked up a spot and there's a lot of discussion on Twitter today Um, I guess Nashville's coach came out and was rather unhappy about how the scheduling played out because essentially all of the games were played on Saturday except ours, which was on Sunday. And he felt that that sort of gave us an unfair advantage. And my initial argument was tough. Like we had to get as many points as we got and they got the points they got and all of that. But I can see his argument from the standpoint of Birmingham didn't know that they were going to be in the playoffs until they saw what happened to St. Louis. And when St. Louis lost on Saturday, Birmingham knew they were in and they likely weren't going to move up or down at all. And so Birmingham, knowing that in their mind, knowing they have a game coming up on Wednesday could take the opportunity to rest players. And therefore the hounds weren't playing the best team that they could possibly be playing. Now the counter argument to that is there were a ton of midweek games all throughout this final stretch where you had a teams and B teams playing each other. So everything shakes out. So I think the argument about, Oh, Nashville should be number one is completely moot. The hounds, earned the most Wait, points. is anyone legitimately saying Nashville should be number one? I don't I th- think he was saying that, but he was saying that we had an unfair advantage for the last game, which, okay, but, like, it's not like our schedules were completely balanced as far as how many games in every week and, like, how many midweek games did you have? How many away midweek games did you have versus home midweek? You know what I mean? Like, there were so many other factors involved that you can't just point out one thing, which I don't think he is. I'm just thinking yeah. it was a little bit of a you know, kind of, uh, well, you know, if all things were fair, we would have had, they wouldn't have been able to play the game last and know the results, 
which, I mean, obviously, he doesn't listen to this podcast because last week you guys argued that it was a bad thing that we knew <laughs> well, the results. And so, obviously, it was actually worse for us, according to your hot takes. But, like, the, the Birmingham thing is an interesting perspective. Like, I get it. Like, I, and, and I, I, you know, he's right to, to some point, but like, who, I don't, I don't care. I'm not talking, I like, I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about how we just finished <laughs> top of the East and are the greatest team ever and, you know, and celebrate. <sighs> yeah. yeah. It was a blast. I mean, it's, and uh, another, you know, aside uh, that's, that have to do with the game is uh, we just got back from meeting the team at the airport. Uh, we welcomed them back and we had about 15, 20 people there scarfs raised in banners and all that kind of stuff little signs that said you know usl champions of the east and stuff like that and it was it was hilarious because the team had no clue like they were trickling down one or two at a time they weren't like all coming down the escalator at once so it's just like huh what (laughs) and then the other team members would start like joining in so like they were like with us waiting for the next group to come down uh yeah if you check out the steel army twitter account you'll see some pictures uh, that we took, and we even got Bob to do a selfie with us. Which that's what I was gonna. Ask. I was like, did he just come down straight face and like solemnly handshake everyone? Like, because that's <laughs> what I would have expected. All right. So Forget first, Forget when he came down, he went the other direction and went to go get the bus, one of the buses, <laughs> one of the vans. So he like didn't even like. I, I, we're pretty sure we saw him. We're like, was that Lily? And then, like, no, he's gone. It must not have been because he's not coming. So he, like, kind of skirted us. And then when he finally came, you know, rolled around on the uh, the bus, one of the buses that was taking the team to the stadium, we went out and, like, you know, cheered him. And he rolled down the window at first. And was like, ah, thanks, guys. And he wasn't getting out of the car. So finally he gets out of the car and <laughs> <laughs> starts shaking hands and, and then, yeah, we asked him if he could do a victory selfie with us, and uh, he was all smiles and said, sure, and it was it was a blast. It was just a nice. really cool moment that, again, it just, this season is so different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all these seasons we've had before, it's just like, wow, this is spectacular. Who was the most hyped? Um, I mean, it was really funny seeing Forrest, because, like, we were all, like, chanting him, and, like, you know, <laughs> like, man of the match, blah, 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 and he's, like, all sheepish about it. Uh, but Mertz, I think Mertz is kind of like, like, this is awesome. This is great. And like, you know, he was talking to us afterwards and just like, just, you can tell that he, you know, is a hometown kid and he like seeing like what it's becoming here and, you know, it has more of that investment. I feel like, uh, but yeah, it, they all kind of show their own, you know, gratitude in different ways. Dabo was hilarious as always, like just really getting into it. If you look at their Instagrams, I think all of them have been posting like videos of it and all that kind of stuff. So it was a blast, and the team looked like they were super happy to see us. So that was even better. Is that the first time that we've met the team at the? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, first time I know of. I, there's not really been a reason to meet the team at the. To be fair, I mean, yeah. it, it's a situation where it's you know first time that we've ever been seen this in the modern era of the Hounds. So yeah. it was just. It's been a whirlwind. Like the last, I got nothing done today. <laughs> the whole time, like we're just like refreshing information about their flight. Be like, oh, it's it's delayed. Okay, no, it's on time. Okay, no, it's okay. So we have to like plan our, our you know, everything. So yeah. kudos to you guys for wearing Lily down. He clearly didn't want to, and you guys are like, nope, we're not leaving, <laughs> not leaving. Get out the car. I know. I feel like that initial like, where's the bus is like the equivalent of like faking a phone call when you like, don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was yeah, it just it was all a blast and it it's definitely going to be uh, a fun ride from here on out as well. Like I'm just 
already on cloud nine. So, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the game a little bit. So obviously tons of festivities. You mentioned there was a watch party at Highmark. Um, it looked like it, the watch party was well attended. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the celebration afterwards, it was, I loved listening to the full 90 and Liz just sort of holding up the mic as everyone was chanting at the end of the game. Um, and then it looked like a few people stuck around for the, uh, the match between steel and, uh, and the tartan devils, which was awesome. Yep. We got uh, yelled at for chanting. That was fun. Imposing cool. uh, yeah, fans. <laughs> <laughs> During the Tartan Devils game. I mean, well, to be fair, I'm sure you don't hear very much uh, soccer chants during, you know, Tartan Devils versus Steel game. They weren't expecting it. And I don't know if you realize this, but the Tartan Devils had Robbie Vincent on the team, Kai's on the team. They have some, you know, bigger, cool guys on the team that we all love. So we were chanting our old chants for them. And one <laughs> was just like, you guys sound terrible. <laughs> like, well, now we're just going to chant more. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, I left around the We Hate Harrisburg chant. I was like, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's run its course. It's, yeah. it's time for me to get out of here. Uh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the game a little bit. I guess, Kev, obviously, you know, it took until the 90th minute for the Hounds to score. We had umpteen chances. Um, it felt like everybody was taking shots. And it was either just high or the goalie made some sort of crazy save or took a crazy deflection. You know, I did say that Mark Forrest is a Hail Mary, and I still sort of hold to that. In this case, the Hail Mary worked. Um, But was there ever any doubt in your mind that we weren't going to pull this off? No, absolutely. I mean, as soon as you get to the 90th minute, you're like, "There's, it's just not going to happen. Did you reserve yourself to the fact that it wasn't going to happen? Yeah. Uh, and it was tough. Um, I don't know. You just get one of those feelings like it's not going to be your day. But that's the thing. Like it wasn't like it. It, it wasn't. It wasn't as frustrating just because. Yeah, we were playing well. The, the only thing you can really kind of hope for as a fan is that your team creates good chances, and we are creating good chances. I mean, and that's sometimes, you know, I, I think I've talked about it before. I think there is more kind of randomness and more luck involved in the sport than we would like to think there is. So even just small things like a small bobble, the ball that makes a ball that's going in the top corner hit the crossbar. Or, you know, the the keeper just anticipates it perfectly like four times in a row. And it's so it's it's really hard to get frustrated at a team like when stuff like that's happening and that's what was happening. The team played really well and it's in like my my biggest my biggest point on this game is the same exact point I made last week of this is, you know, this team is a team that it's not, you know, it's not going to give up until the final whistle. And that's the most heartening thing about going in the playoffs is, you know, they, they didn't, even though I was reserved to maybe this is going to end up us in second place, you know, they weren't obviously, uh, they kept creating chances, they kept pushing. And, and that's, you know, that's what it's super cliche to say, but that's what kind of winners do. Um, and it was it was really really good to see it for I was gonna say like the second week in a row but I mean they've they've shown it time and time again throughout the entire season and uh, and I expect it to happen next week as well. It feels like you know this that was the difference between the Hounds of last year and the Hounds of this year. It felt like last year we would have gotten to the 90th minute and it just wouldn't have happened and we would have been sitting here going well 
we had all these chances and it just didn't bounce our way. But, but see, like, I think we're creating a lot more chances than we did last year. Oh, like, no, I no, just no. Think, I think we are too. Yeah, 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 fundamentally, we're just a better team. And part yeah. of me thinks some of it is like if you have a battering ram, a, you know, slam it against a door, if you, if you do it enough times, you're going to just wear down the door. And, and it feels like that's kind of what we're doing now is we're grinding teams out. Whereas, whereas maybe in the past, you know, we, we would only get two or three whacks at the battering ram. Now we're creating, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. And, and that, I think, it helps being the difference. I mean, obviously, I think you're right. There is a mentality difference that uh, that pushes us over the edge in these games. Um, but, yeah, I, I think fun, we're, we're creating more chances and better chances than, than we were last year. Josh, what was the feeling like in the room prior to that 90th-minute goal? Ooh, I mean, it was getting dire. I, it was definitely a situation. There was a point in the game. I can't remember exactly when it was. I think it might have been like the 70th or so minute. I So if you've ever been at Highmark, there's glass doors that face the field. So you can look into the pub. But like everyone's inside the pub, and I just had to leave. Like I, I walked out. I'm sitting on a picnic table in front of those glass doors watching the game through the window like i didn't want to be around people i'm just like it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen nope it's not. Well, okay you know what's this mean you know kind of like process it and then i'm like okay what's I'll go this back mean in. <laughs> like what's this mean as far as like does the team like have momentum is it gone now is it gonna feel like you know less because you want to get if that first place seed and, like, you know, are games not going to be at Highmark now? Are they going to be other places? So, like, trying to process it all. I'm like, no, go back in, wait. <laughs> and then, yeah. And we've talked about it in the past where the situation with this team in the past has been not only do they not get that job done, but also, like, we used to lapse in the last 10, 15 minutes. It used to be like we had the lead and then we would give up the lead in the last 10 minutes of the game or in stoppage time. Like, they wouldn't see a game through. So it, it's kind of been this progression where, like, that was one year. We we would, you know, fumble the ball in the very last 10 minutes of the game, five minutes of the game, to it just wouldn't happen, and then to this. So, yeah, it's it's been a journey <laughs> to seeing this team actually progress that way. Um, so, yeah. I, I have to ask, just because there was some discussion uh, in Slack and so we'll bring it up. And if you guys want to shoot it down, you can shoot it down. But is any part of you concerned because Birmingham did roll out basically their second team and they pulled off, you know, the, the forwards that they had that were starting at the 60th minute? Are, are either of you concerned by the fact that it took the Hounds until the 90th minute to score on this team, Josh? If we wouldn't have had shots on goal, if we would have been getting shut down the whole game, yes. If they would have had a goal, yes. But they weren't shutting us down. This this B team looked like a B team because they weren't able to stop us from shooting and getting great shots on goal. I mean, we had plenty of shots on goal. We had plenty of situations where the ball just barely didn't hit the uh, back of the net or where the keeper stood on his head and got these saves. He had a hell of a game. And there's, there's you know, I don't think you can put blame on a team for having a playing against a team where one of their players had a hell of a game. You know what I mean? So it's not a situation where this team looked like they were struggling against a B team. They weren't. This this B line of their squad looked like they were getting trounced by the Hounds. It just happens to be that the goals weren't going in. Um, so I'm not worried. I, I feel like that team last game could have beat any team in this league um, playing the exact same way. Kev, are you at all concerned that we got 12 shots on target but only one goal? No, because it, 
echoing everything that Josh just said, I mean, A, we absolutely battered them. And and B, it's if we play them again in the playoffs, it's it's at Highmark. It's not away. And I, the game turns differently, you know, when, when we're home. Things start to get, you know, harder for them and easier for us. So, no, I... We we were clearly the better team, which is always the first like the the well not the most important thing the most important thing is winning the game but you know, it's an important marker of assessing where your team's at compared to the uh, to the opposition, and secondly yeah we're we're going back to Highmark and it's it's gonna be <laughs> that place is gonna be a cauldron for for anyone who we play in the playoffs it's it's gonna be awesome. Let me ask you this let's let's for one second just sort of put our, our hats on, our loser hats on, and say that, loser, let's say the Hounds didn't score in this game in the 90th minute. Being critical, what do you think the Hounds could or should have done differently? Or what, what areas do you think they could improve? Kev, you're shaking your head like there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, we let up three shots. Oh, I, like, defensively, they had no chance. Exactly, yeah. and no. and we and like what we we hit the bar at least once, if not more times. I, I mm-hmm. can't recall. Yeah, um, I, we played really well. Honestly, I mean, th- this was this was I think one of those games where yeah, like you you could walk out of it nil nil. That's always a thing, but like we easily could have walked away like four nil, and no one would have. It wouldn't have been lucky. Like it would have been a deserved four nil, um, so no, there's there's nowhere I can be, like reasonable, in in saying that eh, they should have done better. Of course, I mean, it, there's no team ever plays the perfect game, but but no, it, all things considered, this no, there there was nothing that me as a fan would look to as far as improvement is concerned with with how the team played. Josh, you agree? I mean, for the most part, yes. I guess you could say that there need to be more accurate shots. Like, I think our accuracy was 50% on uh, shooting accuracy. So, sure, it would have been nice if more shots would have been on target. Uh, 12 shots on target, though, isn't exactly bad. And the mm-hmm. fact that they had to block three of those shots and it, 24 shots total. It, there's not much more you can say <laughs> than lot. that. I mean, it, and yeah, and they had three shots total. So, it's. I don't know how you look at this game being like, well, this team sucks. Like, no, they don't suck, and they right. were doing great, and it's just, I, I, I don't know. I'm just baffled by the idea that this team needs to be better to be in the playoffs. Like, that doesn't look like at all what I saw from this this game. Like, yeah. Yeah. No clue. I, I mean, you. I, I was glad you held on to the tweet about, you know, the USL passing Lily by, and you saved it for after this one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to defer to you on this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just... It was, and the thing, I mean, like, we were even having some doubts at the oh, yeah. beginning of the season where it's like, you know, has the has the USL pass literally by? And it's it's definitely, you know, you can put that argument to bed. It... it no. <laughs> yeah. Guys, anything else about this game? I mean, it, it, we shot a lot. We got a goal at the end. We got the three points. That's really all that matters. Um, I, I mean, I have nothing more to add about this specific game. Just, you know, more talking about, you know, the entire arc of the season. You know, we, we've we've only lost four times. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we've lost four times, and, and none of them were at home. 
Yeah, and like, that's where we're going to have all of our yeah. games, except for maybe possibly the final, if we get to the final. But that's if Phoenix wins, which I don't think they're going to. So, like, very possibly, if we can get through to the finals, we could be seeing a final at iMark. I mean, the fact that we're seeing any games at iMark is awesome. Yeah, which I'm not ready to step away from just, you know, being in awe of this team just yet. But an interesting conversation point that we can talk about for a little bit is, Based off of that, and based off of just general expectations as well, really then, now, in the playoffs, the biggest concern, and it's not, it's it's hardly a big concern, well, maybe it is, well, let's see what you guys think, is shootouts. Because, you know, we, we've we've tied before at home. <laughs> I don't and think about shootouts, they make me... I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, so this is what I was going to say, I think, I think with the experience of last year, and I think generally we're a pretty experienced team. You know, I, I've talked about it before, but you know, the likes of you know Forbes, DeSantos, Brett. I mean, even yeah, Brett's not. He's not like. He's not spring I'm chicken. Gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look like an idiot here. I was gonna say he's not like 21 or 22. Watch, he's like 21 or 22. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like we think Mark Forrest is six six. Yeah, yeah, he's six seven, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, but like you know, we have we have experienced guys um, in in the squad. We're not necessarily a young team, and I think that that's always nice for for penalties as well. Um, so yeah, I, I, the, the penalty question I think is the only thing that might get Hounds fans to like slightly worry. And I don't know what you guys think about that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody's not going to worry about that after what happened last season. That's going to be in the back of everybody's mind. But I also think at the same time, the psychological advantage of knowing, A, as a Hounds, as a, as a member of the Hounds, that you have not lost at home all season. And then on the flip side of that, you have the psychological advantage against the opponent where them coming in knowing the Hounds have not lost at home all season. So at that point, you're, you're, you're hoping for a shutout almost. Um, cause it's one game. And so you're looking for any advantage you can get. And the fact that we are, they, they, they're going to know that coming in. That's not going to be something that, you know, their coach is going to try to hide from them. It's just, this is, this is what it is. And so am I nervous about a shootout? Yes. I'm nervous about any shootout, whether it's in the playoffs or not, but yeah, I don't know. Josh, how do you feel? Yeah. I'm nervous about play, uh, about a shootout, but at the same time, I feel like this team isn't a team that is going to, be likely to get to a shootout situation. I feel like there will be a goal. Uh, there's enough ta- attacking power in this team to not have to worry about it as much. And they're they're strong enough defensively to hold off the attack. <clears throat> so with those two things combined, like that's why we haven't seen a a loss at home is because of those two factors. So I'm I'm not worried about a shootout just because I feel like this team can can get the job done because you can't really yeah it's a playoff game so teams are gonna you know be really tight defensively but at the same time they want that goal so you you can't really play for a draw and then hope for you know a fluky uh shootout it that just doesn't seem like a winning tactic to me so i don't see that happening um but going back to the the game real fast uh we haven't really talked about that goal Force's goal, how crazy it was, dying moments of the game. It just comes off of the head and just looks like it's it's the biggest chip ever, like the 
the highest bounce I've ever seen, thinking it's going over the goal and then just hits right in front of it and bounces in. It was spectacular that it went in. <laughs> I mean, it did feel a little bit lucky, but at the same time, sometimes luck is what you need. Uh, so, yeah. So what happens when you're six foot seven? I mean, he, he made it look easy. So, when yeah. the, like and like, yeah, it's, it's a it's a good point to go back to that. I like, I'm serious. Like, I, I like Mark Forrest will go down like in history. Like he's he's the guy. Like you know, and now, like you can never like you can never now send out a tweet saying, "Up, oh, Mark Forrest is coming on." Looks like a help because like, <laughs> but wait a minute, hold on. What he just did. Hold on. I feel like that but tweet it, is it, justified look, now. Uh, yeah, look, yeah, exactly. Because I'm not, I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to make any logical arguments here. Is this purely emotional? Like what he just gave us. You know, it's it's the biggest boost now when Mark Forrest comes on. I mean, you know, he was yeah, uh, for, for like forever now. He Mark oh, yeah. Forrest is is the guy. Uh, you got to imagine when he comes on as a sub in one of these playoff games that the crowd's going to go nuts, like just absolutely nuts. Because you're not going to remember all the times he got subbed on and like nothing happened or somebody else scored. You remember that one time that we became exactly. number one in the East because Mark Forrest was on the field. So yeah. That's I can't cool. remember anything else Mark Forrest has done this season. It's that I can, moment. I can remember the first thing he did, which was to come on red the field card. and get a red card within 11 minutes of stepping onto the field for the first time, being in a Hounds jersey and professional team. You know what I mean? Like that was An- another tick for cult hero status. Really. <laughs> I know exactly. That's what's so great about it. It's just like that was the first time we saw him in a Hounds uniform was getting a red card <laughs> within 11 minutes of coming on and now he is getting the the season winning goal <laughs> to put us in first place and the fact that that kick came from greenspan like i was confused when i first saw greenspan kicking the ball for, uh you know it was a free kick and i was like why is he the one on the ball shouldn't he be the one in you know, trying to get his head on that ball, uh, especially if it's like the dying moments of the game. But then, yeah, it worked out. Yeah. <sighs> yes, indeed. <laughs> we not not to dampen the mood. We we have we here we go. <laughs> but it's it's really not it's not even to dampen it that much. We we have failed to score at home three times this season. Um, so it's not like we scored in every home game. Um, True. True. And 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 they were they were decent sides. Well, I know one of them was Louisville. Um, I'm drawing a blank on some of the others right now. I think one maybe was Charleston. I'm not sure. Um, so it's a thing, but it it's not. It's it not. It can happen. Yeah, it's not a super prevalent thing. Well, but it's a thing that happens Highmark, when it's. It, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say the other the other thing about Highmark is that it is a smaller field. That we're on mm-hmm. all the time, and all any team that comes in here is going to have. They basically have played one game there this season, whereas we've played more than half of our games here this season. So, yeah, sorry, Josh, that was like a complete diversion. Continue what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say yes. There's been a couple scoreless games at Highmark, but at the same time, they weren't playoff games where the team needs to win to advance in the playoffs you know what i mean like it's it's a little bit different especially once you get into stoppage time or not stoppage but uh extra time if there's been zero zero back and forth like it, teams have to come out of their shell eventually in the playoffs uh they can bunker the whole time and go into shootout yes but i i just i'm less worried about that with this team than i've ever been uh, at least in the last couple of years yeah i fully agree so 
with the win, a number of things happen. First of all, the Hounds surge into first place in the East. Um, Kyle Morton, and well, the Hounds tweeted out that Kyle Morton won the individual season shutout record. Now, I'm, I don't know if that's just for the Hounds or for the league. There was no article that accompanied it. It was just like a picture that said, congrats, Kyle, single season shutout record holder. So regardless, that's a thing. Um, it was announced. It's taken us 30 minutes to get to that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not great, but like I, I, we're, 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 we're in such. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. so happy that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the USL championship posted their final power rankings for the season and the hounds are numero uno. So no matter what happens from here on out, according to the USL, we were the top team in terms of power rankings at this point in the season, which Josh, we were talking a little bit earlier and, uh, you were making the case for, there should be shields. There should be something that happens here between East and West. Yeah, it makes no sense to have one supporter shield or where they call it the the regular season winner. The, you have two separate leagues. You have the West and you have the East. They don't play each other. They can't affect each other's tables at all. So there shouldn't be a shared shield between them. It just makes no sense. Like it has to be a West shield and an East shield. It, I, yeah, it just baffles me that there's not. Like I, it feels like an oversight. It feels like something that they should have done as soon as they announced that these teams weren't playing each other, uh, but they didn't. So uh, I wouldn't doubt if next year they have two shields because there's no reason not to. I don't understand the logic behind it at all. Yeah, agreed. Um, looking at the table, we said Hounds, number one, 68 points. Closest team to us was Nashville with 67, which we knew. Indy, who was surging all over the place heading into this final stretch, ended up with 63 in third. Louisville clawed their way into the top four. At one point, we were on the outside looking into the top four of Nashville, Indy, Rowdies, and New York. And uh, Louisville pushed their way into the top four at 60. And then you have Tampa, New York, North Carolina, Ottawa, Charleston, and Birmingham. We were talking a little bit last week about who we thought those final two spots were. We thought Charleston would make it in. I think we were all thinking Birmingham wouldn't. But St. Louis lost <coughs> Excuse me, their last four games of the season. After being at one point, they were first place in the East um, to basically stumble their way out of it. So it's a shame to see, but that's just sort of how it shakes out sometimes. Um, yeah, I... Oh. Kev, like you said, four losses on the season, uh, 19 wins, 11 draws. We had the most draws as a playoff team aside from Charleston. Charleston had 13. Um, and obviously we talked a lot about those draws earlier in the season before the Hounds sort of went on a tear. Guys, like, oh, man. Okay, let's let's talk. Let's talk play. I guess is there anything else we want to say about the season here before we start looking at what could happen this week and what could end up happening on Saturday? Josh. Uh, just an interesting thing about that last stat, the the most draws in the playoffs. I recall last week I was looking at the 2018 season for the Hounds. We actually had more draws last season than we did this season. Hmm. So, yes, it, it felt like we drew a lot. That's because we drew a lot at, at once. It was all at the beginning of the season. We just had a lot of draws in a row. Um, but last season, I believe, we ended up finishing the season with more draws than this one. So it's kind of interesting to think about that. It, it's... It's not like this team was more prone to drawing this year than it was last year. 
uh, or previous years. So yeah, I just thought that was an interesting, like kind of like psychological thing in my mind. I just think of this team as, you know, having a problem getting the job done and they really don't. I mean, also the fact that they're first in the East should prove that, but yes. Yeah. Last season, uh, the Hounds finished with 59 points in third place. So we finished with the full nine or yeah, nine points more this season. So basically three more wins than last season. And uh, Josh, like I said, we had 14 draws last year compared to the 11 this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, okay, let's let's talk about, you know, looking forward. We talked a lot about looking backwards, and we're I'm sure once the season's finally wrapped up, we were going to do it. We'll do a proper look back on the season. This is not the time. We still got games to play. We <laughs> yeah. got a job to finish. Um, here's, how it all, here, here's how it all could shake out, okay? So... Coming Wednesday, there's two play-in games for basically position 7 through 10. So right now, the 7th seed is North Carolina, the 8th seed is Ottawa, the ninth seed is Charleston, and the 10th seed is Birmingham. So come Wednesday, North Carolina is going to play Birmingham, and Ottawa is going to play Charleston. And basically, whoever ends up as the lowest seed coming out of those two games, we get. They come to Pittsburgh. So the scenarios, and uh, you know, thanks to the Steel Army, I think it was Shu who put this out in an email, and then I don't know who tweeted it out. But basically, if Birmingham wins on Wednesday, they will be the lowest seed regardless, and they come to Pittsburgh. If North Carolina wins, then we'll face whoever whoever wins between Ottawa and the Battery. So that that's it. That that that'll tell us who it is that we're playing. Now, guys, just for fun. I thought maybe we could do a whole, like, who would you rather face and who would you rather not face out of those four? Now, I put this together thinking four, but then we realized before we went on air that it's actually three. Because if North Carolina wins, we can't play North Carolina. There's no scenario where we could play North Carolina. Which, when you look at the splits over the course of the season, we played North North Carolina on July 20th, and we won 1-0 at home. And then we had that game on August 17th in North Carolina where we lost 5-0. Yeah. So, you know, some would say that that game was a complete just abomination and, you know, we we would never play that way again. But again, you want every psychological advantage you can have going into one of these games and knowing that you lost to a team 5-0 is going to be there in the back of your mind. But we can't play North Carolina. That's not going to happen. So looking at Ottawa, uh, the battery in Birmingham. Ottawa, we played them June 8th and we drew 2-2 at home. And then on August 30th, we won 4-0 in Ottawa. That was the game that Kasai had that sort of half-field screamer. Beautiful shot, yeah. Yeah. Um, So against Ottawa, we got one draw and a win. Against the Battery, we got a draw in Charleston. And then on September 4th, we won 1-0 at home, thanks to a goal from Duba. So we won and drew against the Battery. And then Birmingham won at home 4-1, and then we just beat them 1-0 in Birmingham. So, out of those four, the only team that we lost to was North Carolina. And the only team that we beat both times was Birmingham. We split with Ottawa and the Battery in terms of win and draw with both. With that in mind, looking at Ottawa, the Battery, and Birmingham, is there a team at this point in time that you're kind of hoping the Hounds face out of those three? Josh, what are you, what are you thinking here? Um... Uh, all three of them, I actually, I I wouldn't mind playing uh, for different reasons. Ottawa, just because we had that hammering against them, that 4-0, I feel like that's a really cool, like, 
not cool, but it's a really nice thing psychologically to have against them. Uh, them coming back to us, being like they last time we played them, they demolished us. So like that's that's good to have. And I I'm just not as afraid of Ottawa as some of these other ones. Um, battery, I I love the idea of battery just because the old guard. It, it would be really kind of cool, you know. Just see that happen again. The it just feels nice to me. It feels like it it, it should be. <laughs> Um, and then Birmingham. Birmingham, I think, has the least amount of rest at this point, don't mm-hmm. they? Like, I think they've had the most games in a row because they've been playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, and then us again on Saturday. So, like, this is going to be a tough road for them. At that point, they're going to have some really, really tired legs, a lot of rotation. Just it's it's not going to be the most fun for them. So they have to win on Wednesday, and then they have to win against us. So they're not going to have guys rested it. So that could be a great time for us as well. Granted, they did like rest half their team against us just now, so it's not going to be completely tired links. So if you had to pick one, oh yeah, I forgot I was supposed to pick. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't want to play Birmingham again. I think that's weird. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Battery. Battery. Okay, Kev. Who do you who who would you rather play out of these three? I mean, I'll take the numbers all day in a playoff scenario, um, which means Birmingham. I wouldn't mind playing them. I agree, Josh. It is kind of weird to play them again because it's like a big occasion, right? Like, first home playoff game of the year, you kind of want something, like, new and exciting. and fun. We just played Special. Birmingham. Yeah. Um, so I get that, but I'll still take Birmingham because I think they're our best chance at advancing. Um, that being said, I'm not afraid of any of these teams by any stretch. Um, and then I think... After Birmingham, I think I would rather take Charleston, and it's not—it's not even because of like their ninth and Ottawa's eighth. It's more of Ottawa have the uh, muscle memory of coming to Highmark and not losing and scoring two goals, and you know they—they they know what it feels like to get a result here, and Charleston doesn't. And so from from that alone, you know, even though we went to Ottawa. And, and got a really good, you know, scored four goals and played really well. Um, the, I, I don't want Ottawa feeling comfortable coming into Highmark. Um, and Charles, I, I think Charleston will be less comfortable, so I'll just take Charleston. Looking Birmingham at, first, then Charleston. <clears throat> yeah, looking, looking sort of at the form of those three teams, should Birmingham win against North Carolina, they basically will have beaten the Red Bulls, lost to us, beaten North Carolina, and then they would come to us. So there's sort of this up-and-down pattern to them. Charleston, if they win, um, basically they will have strung together three three wins in a row before they come to us, which you know mentally could be a pretty dangerous thing. They they beat Memphis two nothing. They beat Beth Steele five to one. They would have to beat Ottawa and then come in to you know face us. So they would be on a bit of a high. And then with Ottawa, they drew with Bethlehem. They lost three to one to Charlotte. So if they beat Charleston. You know, again, that would be them sort of going back up again. So, I, Kev, I think that my order is probably the same as yours. I think I'll take the numbers with Birmingham and then probably – well, no, I, I would say Birmingham, then Ottawa, then the battery. Um, I think the only the only wild card there is obviously Francois played with us all of last season, and so he sort of knows the ins and outs of Highmark and could convey that to the rest of the team. Not that, you know, there aren't others that have played, but – yeah, my my follow up question to that was going to be: Is there a team that you don't want to play out of those three? But it kind of sounds like we're all like, well, you know, whoever it is, that's who it is, and that's who we'll take. 
If I included North Carolina in that mix, is there anybody here that would say don't want to play North Carolina? Yeah, I do not want to yeah, play North that's Carolina. The, <laughs> exactly. I don't want. To, I don't want to revisit that win. That five nothing. Ugh, terrible game. Yeah, I mean the good news is mid July the Hounds beat them one nothing at home, so we have that. It's just yeah, yeah. So okay. Also, I mean they not like. Not to go non-Hounds perspective, but there's some really good games lining. I mean, oh yeah, for you know, Indy, Louisville, Tampa, Red Bulls. You know, all four of them will play each other. I mean, that those are going to be some awesome games. Yeah, I'm excited. If we so if we were to map out sort of our road to the finals, assuming you know we're we're not jumping to any conclusions, especially after last season. It felt like last season we were all just like, well. We're going to beat Beth Steele. Let's just look ahead and roll on. It's going to be great. And then, you know, we're all going crazy. Anyway, so if the Hounds win this weekend, they would face the winner of Tampa of Tampa and Louisville, which is going to be a great game. Um, and then that would be the conference semis. If we get past that, then basically you're playing whoever it is that's left standing. So it would be one of the wildcard teams from this week playing Nashville. And then you have New York playing Indy, which that also will be a great game. And so basically whoever comes out of that bracket, out of those four, that's who we play in the semis. We have home field advantage all the way through to the conference finals. Um, and as Josh, you said, if Phoenix lose, then we could even be hosting the final on Sunday, November 17th, which is just whew, four weeks, man. Like that's, that's crazy to think of. Um, but again, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, the Hounds accomplished a ton this season. Um, we need to sort of recognize it for what it is, but it also isn't the championship at the top of the East. So now they need to just sort of take the advantages that they get from earning top of the East uh, into the playoffs and uh, and try to use that to the best of their ability. So, guys, we got a, a, a preview show coming later this week once we know who we're playing. I think we're trying to line it up for Thursday night. I don't know if we'll get a full crew here. But basically, whoever is available, it's going to be all hands on deck sort of talk about who it is that we're playing and what we think is going to happen. So keep an ear out for that. Obviously, the game is this Saturday, 7 p.m., Highmark Stadium. It is a blackout, so make sure that you wear black. I believe they will be giving away black T-shirts courtesy of Heineken to the first X number of fans over 18. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, make sure you get your tickets. I got my five tickets today. We will be there in the supporter section um, going nice. crazy having kids with no voice the next morning because I'm going to make sure they scream <laughs> the whole time. Josh, what time does tailgate start? Uh, I think technically it starts at 1. It might be people trickling in at 12, though. Just be warned. We, we are thinking about doing some brunch. We're going to have that going uh, for the tailgate. And it sounds like the hounds are also having throwing their own tailgate, and it's going to start, I think, at 2 or something like that. So it's, it's going to be tailgates all around, uh, starting early. Yeah, just look for the party time flag in the Steel Army uh, in the West lot and uh, come hang out with us. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And like we said, this is this is not the last you've heard from the Mongols crew here um, prior to the game. But uh, obviously share your thoughts. Let us know what you think. You know, is there a team that you'd rather see and or not see out of the three that we discussed? Um, let's have a discussion about it. Guys, anything else to talk about on this one? I got nothing. I'm just, I'm still on cloud nine. This is amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, top of the east. Yeah, I, it's, 
I, there's no words. Like I, I keep trying to think of the right words, and I can get all sappy and string together some. You, know, but it's just, it's a bit unfathomable. And we talked about how it's a bit unfathomable. Where, at one point, we were outside the playoffs, debating about whether or not this is even a playoff team. Then we were just saying, can we at least get one home playoff game to the point where it's like, hey guys, we're we're the best team in the East. How about them apples? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, incredible stuff. Great time to be a Hounds fan, which can't remember many times saying that on this show so (laughs) cheers to all of you out there who are listening um but yeah i think that's it for this one if you haven't gotten your tickets yet get your tickets and get down to the game because it is going to be a huge party uh and we're all just gonna have a ton of fun so if you see any of us make sure you come up and say hi um and uh, we just want to have a big blast and just soak it all up with the team no matter what happens so that's it from us. Thank you for listening all season and as we head into the playoffs. And thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Head over to mongols.com. Hear all the shows we put out, including the preview show and the postgame full 90. Make sure you go check out the most recent full 90. It's, uh, it's amazing. Follow us on Twitter at mongols, at mongolspod on Instagram iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen to podcasts, go subscribe to the show so that you get them right away. Full 90, when we put them out right after the game, you'll get them in your feed as soon as it's available as opposed to waiting for us to tweet it out. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. <laughs>